Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's called The Science Podcast, and these are a couple of atheists that run this podcast. So I thought you'd be interested to hear what they say. This is only one little bit, so it's like it's over half an hour, and I couldn't play you the whole thing because I'd have to have so many beeps in it bleeping out uh, the expletives. Because you can't breathe, this shit's a space! Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast Podcast is brought to you by Summer Camp. And no, not the really cool camp called Camp Quest, though you should totally make a donation to this fantacular, fantacular, fantastic, we'll edit that out, fantastic secular camp at campquest.org. But other summer camps, because, and this is a fact, and I know a guy who says we have the best facts on our show, and believe me, uh, we all have fond memories of our times at summer camp, those hot, sunny days with an afternoon swim to cool off, eating popsicles in the evening, and that quiet panic we all have whenever you're in the bathroom for just a little bit too long while pooping, because even though we know everybody poops it's still always awkward that others know exactly what you're doing at that right moment uh so you try to rush things but then you end up taking a little bit longer and now you're frustrated and uh no it's a, just something i something i encounter okay <clears throat> anyway uh but we're talking about summer camps uh that are great for those times uh oh no that's not how i want to segue out of that but also, we all remember those times at summer camp that resulted in you falling under the lustful spell of moral corruption and homosexuality yeah, I mean that's what summer right? camp does. Well, yeah, I mean not just summer camp, but sleepovers. Yeah, I never, I never went to sleepaway camp, but I guess if I did, I would, I would have fallen under the spell of homosexuality and corruption because that's something that somebody actually said. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, this radio host uh, Linda Harvey, of course, uh, going to give you one guess there as to is she religious which, or conservative? Which, which side of the aisle she's on, the religious right side. So she, this is gonna this is gonna be hard <laughs> to read through. Do you want me to book. read this? Do you want me to read uh, this? The quote. Yeah, you can do it because I right. I'll just start laughing. So, in the middle so let's of it. let's pretend that I'm Linda Harvey talking about sleepovers <laughs> in summer camp. The, these Someone are actual. Someone's gonna cut this out of the show. They're gonna download this and then they're gonna Sam Harris you and just upload it. Yeah. This, this these one are part, actual words. Saying, Look at what Natalie Newell said on this <laughs> podcast. Oh my god, they are gonna Sam Harris me. So she actually said these words. They want access to youth and access even to corruption. It might not be sexual, but it might just be moral corruption of some kind. They're older peers who also are corrupted early. Hold on. on this. Yeah. Uh, moral corruption of some kind. Of some kind. I don't know what some kind, kind but, but some kind. But we're okay, gonna get but we're gonna get better we're gonna get better now. It gets better. It gets better. Because it gets it gets better, because why not? She says, you know, so many kids are into pornography <laughs> and homosexual pornography is part of that. You know you know. <laughs> hold on, no, hold on. Kids, kids are sexualized early only online. You don't what? even have to have somebody involved in it. These are, uh, these are words that came out of her mouth. <laughs> Let me continue. Let me continue. So those may be the people that your kids are in a sleepover with or at camp with, you know, is these kids you know. who are already highly sexualized and nobody may know it, but it'll, <laughs> okay, it'll come out in the middle of the night. Phrasing, Phrasing Linda Harvey. <laughs> But it's gonna come out. This it's, is where it'll, she, it'll she's come talking out. about it's semen. Not, it's not misquoter. It'll come out. We are not no, getting sued. Like, 
sleepovers are just jizz central, obviously. And- <laughs> what? what? Are, are they not? Was my summer camp experience not normal? So this, these were I don't even know how to break this down. Said. So there's, many kids are into nothing. pornography and homosexuality is a, uh, homosexual pornography is a part of that. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's kids also, are pervs. there's a lot of different, I, I don't know if you've heard of this thing called the internet. There's a lot of different, <laughs> like rule 34, I mean, like everything yeah. can be, por- there's pornography for everything. Linda would die if she did a Google search for, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I wonder what Linda's into, there's but a, no shaming a, her for There's a for song anything. by... There's a song by this group called Da Vinci's Notebook called Internet Porn, and it is I, – I, I cry every time I, I hear it because it's so goddamn funny. Rule 34, like somebody is turned on by Linda Harvey go, talking go about porn. It. And so – Yeah, you know, right. Exactly. So, there, so somebody right now is going to make a porn about her talking about porn and summer <laughs> camp, and, and it's just – this is just where we're at. So it, sorry, Linda. <laughs> and I love how many times she has to say, you know. And you know. Says, because no, I don't know. No, I don't know I, that kids are sexualized yeah. early online. I don't even know what that means. No. Who's, no. who's sexualizing these children online? You don't even have to have somebody in involved in it what is the fuck does that mean i don't know so but those you know. may be the people that your kids are in a sleepover with or at camp with you know i is you these know. kids who are already highly sexualized if you're a highly sexualized ch- oh anyway yeah no gonna, you know you know we're not gonna go there know. but but uh but introduce the people and to nobody us. may know it come on you know but it'll you know. come out in oh, the middle God. of the night that's it. That's that's all that Linda Hello, Harvey said. And thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. We come out in the middle of the night. My name Hello. is Dan, and as always, I am joined by my amazing friend, Natalie, who I miss terribly since she left Indiana just a few long days ago. It's been a long week. Doesn't it feel it's like forever? Wednesday. I know. It's, it's only Wednesday, Wednesday. right? <laughs> Please? It's only Wednesday. Yeah, and... And oh, I shit. left on I left on Monday you after on Monday nearly a week. I left in on a Monday. flurry in the morning it, as I, I was just, rushing I just out the door to get to work. I just left, yeah, and and I miss you. Yeah, I miss you. I so know. we'll have to we'll have to do more shows together, like in person. Yeah, because we we were we were at Gateway to Reason. We did uh, obviously. You, if you're hearing my voice, you know because you listened to episode sixty, uh, the one preceding this one. Uh, and we did it with uh, David G. McAfee, and it was fun. And the only thing I can take away from it is people don't like it when you say you don't like coffee or Star Wars. I think that's that's the takeaway. That think, uh, that's the feedback I kept getting the I rest of the that, weekend. Yeah, of course, we had to go was... on early uh, Saturday morning, so we had nine forty day. Yeah, we had a whole day and a half for people to say, "Hey, you don't like coffee? Oh, no shit. Thanks. I know. I didn't say you can't have coffee. I'm not infringing on your rights. I'm just stating mine." Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> I, just, I just I just thought it was ironic that we're at a Freethinker convention, and now all of a sudden you're persecuting me for what I do and do not like. I'm not trying to take away anything from you, but you're but now you're anyway. Uh, this that turned into a whole thing. I'm I'm sorry that that just turned into a whole thing, but I I like coffee, so therefore people like me, maybe. Maybe, but I really enjoyed doing well, that, that live record with you and, and McAfee, David G. Yeah, that's I mean, David G. And that's David the other G. thing. David G. Afterwards, or maybe it was even when we were on stage, I think he leans into me and goes, you know, I don't like coffee, too, but I'm not going to say a damn thing about it. <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfucker, you can't do that. You can't let me sit up here and be roasted by this vicious crowd who just said, yeah. boo. You just got roasted. <laughs> you got roasted by the atheists in the morning. Oh, but, but still, not, it was fun. It was fun. It, 
Yeah, it, it was fun. That was our the first atheist conference I think either one of us had been yeah. to, and uh, I was, I guess, not expecting the level of audience. Un- unsolicited audience participation which, which was fun i liked that i liked doing I it in front of did, people who reacted no i see i, you I can, enjoy you can that re- i f- oh i know you can i feel like you can react but i'm not gonna in in the the session in question the one, session in question question session session in question oh i thought you were was, talking about during our thing no 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 oh, no that, I was, that was that I was loved that was desired thing. yeah that oh, was yeah. desired we yeah, I mean, I we said we thing. said things that uh, and and i just i just talked at length about digitally penetrating jesus's holes which holes i left that up to the imagination no yes. real reaction from that but okay but yeah the that though I, I forget who it was but she was talking about how to talk as like how atheists should talk to people uh which yeah. uh is you know parenthesis on the end that she didn't put there but i'll put there tone trolling and it was one of those, should you say this or should you say this? And uh, I would vehemently disagree with what she said, because what, she, of course, what she said was, you know, we should all talk like this, which is super friendly all the time. And, you know, it just takes, <laughs> you know, you it know. just takes different, different voices from different people. And you got to do what you're good at. And as long as you're attacking ideas and not the person, I don't. I don't see how that's a bad thing. I see value in having those different voices doing what they do best, doing what we do best. If I try to come off as super uh, kid glove on people, you would be able to see right through that because that's not being genuine to who I am as a person. So anyway, we've gone off the rails about five times. We have a long interview coming up with uh, with, Jessica with Jessica later in the episode. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about our God of the Week? All right, so quickly, I will give us a god of the week, and it is Persephone, the Greek underworld goddess. So yeah. per, so Persephone, um, she was the love child, and I'm calling her a love child because she was the child of, you know, Zeus, the big, big god, you know, dude. And like the, Yeah, like, yeah. The, like him. Yeah, him, the like, big yeah. guy, the big guy. Um, and but not the, the his, big guy, like a, a big guy. Because the, we all guy. know who the big guy is. G O D, just the, the straight up God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Persephone was the the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, and yeah, Demeter I guess was just some hot chick that Zeus liked, maybe. So Persephone grew up to be very Why not? lovely. You're a, you're a god. Yeah, you're so you a god. Take what like, you, you make can. the rules. Yeah. So he he liked her. He got with her. Whatever. So um, Persephone, she was gorgeous. She was awesome. Um, you know, so she was able to just choose her own destiny and live happily ever after. Uh, uh, LOL, JK. No, she wasn't uh, because she was a woman. So <laughs> instead, her loving father, Zeus, promised her to Hades, the keeper of the underworld. So as as it happens, arranged. Yeah, marriage. right. Which is what which is I'm sure yeah. what she wanted, because, yeah. you know, the, totally. She she was able to choose this. So one day she was out picking flowers in the meadow as she did, and a chariot from hell came and just took her away. At this point, Demeter realized that her daughter like? got a chariot from hell, fire, and I don't even know, but something like that. Where, so, her, where, so, how does it? How to see? In what I would, I would say, okay, fine. it comes up I, out of I the ground, ex- gets her, and right. goes back down. I can, I can yeah, accept that it comes out of the ground, yeah. but from from where in the ground does it come out of why don't why didn't they investigate this big flaming hole and or did it fill back in that quickly why didn't they feel the earthquake the the earth opening 
Was it a, and how is it not a volcano? And why is hell underground? If that would imply that hell is finite, if it is underground, you're Does asking you're asking way or, too many. You're asking or too many maybe questions. that's why that's why it's so hot in the center of the Earth is because it's so compressed, and eventually we're going to reach a critical mass that is going to start to undergo fusion, and the Earth, the core of the Earth, will turn into a star, and then. That'll be the oh my god! I think I just figured out you're, the Bible. You're going, you're going off the rails. Did all I just over figure out the Bible? Episode. Checkmate you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, anyways, I mean, I, I feel like it's it's not even worth finishing the story, but I oh I no do it no we, we'll quick. finish the story. So so so, 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 we're, we're so sad, I'll finish it. So sad kid got yeah, kidnapped. Per- Persephone's mom mom is sad that her daughter got kidnapped. So. Um, Demeter was in charge of like agriculture and harvest and all of that kind of stuff. So she was so bummed out that she was just like, fuck the harvest and screw all this stuff that's growing. And winter set in all across the world. So at this point, Zeus realizes he has some problems to solve because shit, it's really cold and nothing's growing and whatever. So he talks to Hades, who at this point is just completely smitten with Persephone because she's hot and awesome. Whatever. I I have to imagine Zeus goes, bitches be cray. Am I right? That's definitely how they talk. So they have they have that conversation. And Zeus manages to convince Hades to set Persephone free for six months out of the year. So, this, so I'm going to tell you, this is how the seasons have come to be. Because oh. Persephone spends half her time on Earth and half her time down in, in Hades, in Hades, hell, underworld, whatever. So Demeter, during the time that Persephone is up on Earth... She's happy and harvests are happening and the earth is warm and nice and all this stuff. But then cold despair sets in when Persephone goes back down and winter. So seasons. And it's all Persephone's fault just because she was so pretty. Because she's a woman. Just like she's it's, a woman. Just like just like That's Eve it. in the Garden of Eden. Just like uh, I'm sure somebody somewhere else that I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah. So that's it. So now we'll <laughs> probably pause for some kind of announcement some, from Blog Talk Or maybe Radio. not. Or maybe not. Who knows? Or maybe not. <laughs> we'll see we how it know. works. <laughs> Today we are thrilled to be joined by Jessica Bloomkeep-Rice. Jessica is a contributor to Friendly Atheist and co-host of the Friendly Atheist podcast, and she also performs stand-up comedy in her free time. We've heard that she has some sweary opinions about the orange dude that's in the White House, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but we're, we're at Mar-a-Lago. Like, let's be we're at Mar-a-Lago. Don't, golf. Okay. Don't true. Don't mislead people. Right. I know. I, he is on a golf course somewhere, or he's just on the toilet tweeting. But whatever. Um, oh God, that's uh, sorry. I don't that's want disgusting. that mental I, image. Thank you. But you know he does it. You know he does it. Uh, Jessica, before we derail this, <laughs> we already have derailed this. Um, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, there's not a ton to tell. I um, I live in the suburbs of Chicago. I've been doing the Friendly Atheist podcast for three years now. Um, I've been a contributor to FriendlyAtheist.com for five. Um, yeah, and I'm just your average one of the mill millennial literature major college graduate, I guess. <laughs> you also do some um, badass cross stitchery, which we yeah, just we, saw we just right saw. before this. Yeah, so you're a real Renaissance woman, oh, obviously. Uh, thank you for saying so, because I think it's tacky yeah. to say it about yourself. So. What, what well, that? I, I think that? I'd put it out there. She she what does, does everything. She, oh, okay. Yeah, like she does a podcast. She's a stand up comedian. She does 
really cool cross stitch. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She's all these things. So nobody just, said she wasn't those. Yeah, but I, but I'm just I'm just putting <laughs> it out there. So let's. Why don't we talk about some stuff that's happened in the past few days out in the world? Yeah. Such has, as I'm um, sorry, has anything happened? I've just been living in a I, bunker. Yeah, um, I mean, I want to live in a bunker, but instead, I've I've refreshed Twitter and Facebook too many times. Oh my god. Um, but That's the, Repu- like, the Republicans <laughs> didn't take away healthcare last night, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do we think about John McCain being painted as like the hero of the hour here? Mixed, mixed feelings? I, it's, because it's, there were I think mixed feelings is appropriate. Confusing. Yeah. Because he, it's all on him, right? They're, the, they're kind of putting it that he saved it, but there were two other people that voted. Yep. And there's three other or two other Republicans who voted against it. So it's not like he was even the only Republican who dissented. And I get it. Like, he's going through shit. The thing is, like, if the narrative had been he had this surgery, got this horrible diagnosis, hopped on a private jet to make this um, make this vote so he could, like, strip Americans of health care. Like, I think that's a super different uh, story we'd be talking about right now. Yeah. Um, but like, I credit where credit's due. He did the right thing, I guess. But let's not, you know. I think sometimes being the bare minimum of like not a monster is, I guess, enough to get a good pat on the back. I mean, he did the right thing, right? Like, give him that. He did. He's, he did. This doesn't make him a hero of human rights. He's not guiltless in my head, but like, I don't wish brain cancer on people. That's not like my main my main jam <laughs> good i think we're all the same good. page we, with we, that. Yeah. Is, uh, good job not, everybody not not our jam to wish brain cancer on people so that we'll put our all ourselves in that column but that but that's the kind of thing that that comes up when you know various issues are being talked about it gets to this point of of personal attack sometimes and and that's mm-hmm. where i think it oh and, and i and i and i think I mean, you just kind of said one of the underlying issues there is it is a personal attack and not uh, not not looking at the idea or the ideology that's supporting it. And that's kind of I know that's what uh, you guys do on, on your show and uh, website. And that's I mean, that's what we do mm-hmm. here, too, is uh, always emphasize going after the idea, not the the person, because people are not ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, you know, just thinking about something else that that happened in the past few days. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to Donald Trump's Twitter now because we're, oh God. yeah. So just talking about people, talking about, you know, an entire group of people like trans men and women in the military that, you know, our president essentially tweeted that, you know, just no to them serving. And I feel like that's, I mean, isn't that an attack on people? I it I think that's goes beyond like that's I don't even anything. know I don't even know how to how to frame it because to, to their and to their credit uh, from of course I'm not in in the Pentagon yet but every I mean yes. hashtag goals but from from everything all the news reports I've heard and everything like that it's they were completely surprised mm-hmm. by it and also they're not taking orders from the president via Twitter yeah they said or where they say. <laughs> strongly implied. So yeah. that's, that's partial faith in humanity restored uh, in, th- in that aspect. But it's, it's the, 
It's that it's a discussion that it's, was that was put out there and put out there by Twitter or on Twitter by the president mm-hmm. towards an entire group of people. It just that there was something about all that that felt really disgusting. And, well, so I think yeah. this is sort of the end, not even the end result, but one of the results of what we're seeing in the White House of when you have a man like Donald Trump who has been like silver spoon shoved up his ass since he was a baby, right? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. therefore, therefore has always been powerful and always been surrounded by yes men, right? So mm-hmm. he has never been told no in his entire life. Yeah. And so... Well, and if you told no, he fires you. So what the result is a man who is in a position of terrific power who doesn't understand what his job is or how he fits into the government or frankly, I would argue how the government works at all. Like that's, yeah. that's the underlying thing. So this is the result of it that he thinks he's a dictator. He thinks that what he says goes and nobody is there. And when I say nobody, like, everybody in that White House is accountable. I don't care if, like, he's going to fire them or not. Like, he has, granted, he has a minimal staff right now because nobody wants to work for him, which is mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Um, but there are people, like you said, people in the Pentagon, people who are not associated with his campaign or with his his particular White House. And somebody needs to go in there and go, like, listen, dude, like... Here's a civics 101. Like, let's watch Schoolhouse Rock, and this is yeah. how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> and nobody will do that. And whether or not that's a fear of him or a fear of the office or a reverence to the office, and I think all of those are garbage reasons. Like, I get the idea that you had to be reverent to the president, and there's something about, you know, the office and Mr. Pre- and all that stuff. But goddamn, like, when you see this man tweeting at 3 in the morning and clearly watching Fox News and then denying it and lying and, like, telling Boy Scouts that, like, his buddy got laid on a yacht, like, somebody needs to grab him by the scruff of the neck and be like, dude, hey, chill for a sec. I know, I know you want to rewind that Boy Scout stuff. What's what's this about? Have you not heard that one? I I Um, missed that one this week. So he was speaking to... Yeah, 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 it's been a busy week. Um, he was speaking at the Boy Scout Jamboree, jamboree I think. Mm-hmm. It was the Jamboree. Yeah. I think it was a Jamboree, and, just all the Boy Scouts, yeah. Yeah, and he, so the president is always invited to speak. Um, so uh, to, is it every four years? So last time when Obama was president, he didn't physically appear, but he did like a video message. And then Trump obviously physically appeared because Oh boy, has nothing going on in his day because <laughs> he can't read. Have you heard the Have you heard the conspiracy theory that he can't read? Because it's my favorite thing in the entire world. I mean, like that's is it that like that's got to be a fantastic conspiracy theory. What can you just can you give us the the Cliff's Notes version of that conspiracy theory before we talk <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, and it's and, and to be clear, it's not something I. Oh, the Cliff's Notes. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, he's so he's like talking off the cuff as he's wont to do. And he starts talking about his friend who sold his something business for a tremendous amount of money and bought a yacht and, like, basically started going, oh, and he did some crazy things on that yacht. I won't tell you because you're Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but my gosh. Wink. Yeah. It like, was... That's the president. Yeah. That's the uh-huh. president. Sure is. Sure, sure, sure is. It's, yeah. it's so gross. It's so... Well, it's so gross, and I, I have I have moments of just it's thinking just exhausting. that this is like I have I have a two year old and a four year old, 
little two little boys like this is the president of their childhood mm-hmm. this is it's just sometimes i have no words to to be fair though like hw was president in in our childhoods i don't remember much of him but I guess. I guess. <laughs> We're also yeah, yeah, I mean, HW also didn't try to destroy the world. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, Clinton became president when I was like seven, I think. So I feel like he was more of the formulative mm-hmm. president in my in my childhood. But I don't know. It's, we've, we've got Trump, and he's talking to Boy Scouts about dudes getting laid on yachts. It's just so it's very presidential. It, you're right. It's exhausting, and it's it's impossible to continue to stay the appropriate amount of angry or vigilant about what's going on. Right. Because at some point you're just going to go insane. You're just going to lose your mind over it. And, and, and that's, and that's the other thing too, is because it's everything is people. I'm lumping us into one big group now. Uh, but I think people like us don't want to hyperbolize things. Don't want to come off as, um, you know, we, we say into the world, like, very jokingly, but uh, also don't, don't <laughs> we don't know it's not that the sky is falling when it's not right, and and, yeah. and so that makes it hard for people like us, uh, I think, to to even talk about it because for one, everybody talks about it, and mm-hmm. if if you if you give a single shit about uh, you know women's rights or trans rights or Hum- just human, human rights, rights about people, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you care about people in the slightest manner, you, you can't not talk about it, but it's so exhausting because everybody talks about it. And I mean, how do we, and I, cause I'm not good at this cause I hyper-focused on one thing. And like mm-hmm. we were talking before we started recording, I'm hyper-focused on uh, listening to, to uh, serious inquiries only with uh, Tom Smith right now and just listening to every episode. Uh, but how do, I mean, how, how do you Natalie or, 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 or Jessica, how do you, how do you guys take a break? Because I don't know how to take a break from, really anything at all ever uh and i'm terrible at that so like what i mean what do you do i'm this is me trying to change the topic from drum uh what do you do to to get get away from it all are you saying to sort of care for yourself within the dumpster yeah. fire of all of this yeah self-care jessica what do you what about you i mean i have gotten to the point that i don't i don't really watch the news much anymore i don't mm-hmm. like i skim through facebook like like kind of through like my hands like this like i, I just through there. <laughs> I, i've on with with absolute honesty this these last this last month and a half or so so i recently lost my job i'm going through some stuff mm. so i have just like kind of put myself in a cocoon a little bit mm-hmm. so like right now i'm re-watching game of thrones and i'm listening to like sawbones from the beginning i don't like I, and just sort of, I just bring my dog to the dog park and like pretend none of this is happening. And that for me, that's what I need right now. Um, and it also kind of helps because my podcast is sort of a news recap. So I can come mm-hmm. in, Hammond does all the research and I can come in kind of fresh and like have genuine reactions to what's going on instead of like <laughs> yeah. this sort of ruminating like grossness that I have mm-hmm. all week. But and like, it's kind of cowardly of me, I grant you, but it's just one of those like, I, I can't, I can't, I just can't right now. I just can't. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think that's cowardly at all. I think that's knowing what what you can handle as a person and in doing what you need to do to maintain your own sanity. I don't. So I don't think that's cowardly, cowardly or isolating yourself or um, you know, you know, any argument for like echo chamber or anything like that. I don't, I, I don't think that's what <coughs> that, that's a bad thing. I think that's well, just what think, you got to do. So to me personally, the most exhausting part of all of this is like 
Trump is going to Trump. Like, he's going to do his garbage, and we all know it. And things are going on with, like, the Catholic Church or whatever. Like, that is all going to happen. Like, white male senators saying shitty things about women or whatever. That's all going to happen. So for me, the hardest thing about the last six months is just this utter lack of accountability on anybody. Mm -hmm. Of these people saying, like, truly monstrous things with no blowback and no negative consequences. And, like, meanwhile... I'm, you know, I'm a millennial and I feel like all baby boomers think that like millennials have fucked everything up and that we deserve what we got because we chose to like go to a liberal arts college and like consequences, consequences. But then like these rich white dudes are like, hey, I just see women as like a walking pair of tits. And everyone's like, oh, boys will be boys. Like, I, I can't with that. I, I just, it, if there's going to be no consequences, then what's the point of me getting mad about it is and, how I yeah. feel frequently. And I, I know saw... that's like not a great <laughs> stance, but it's. I can't just, like, get mad and then watch somebody else walk away from, like, from the fire while I stare and point and jump and say, like, wait, wait, nobody cares? Nobody cares that this man is assaulting women or whatever? Like, we're just, we're all cool with it? Okay. All right, I guess I'll just be here angry by myself in my room. <laughs> and I saw, I saw a couple months ago uh, two, two juxtaposed articles, one saying how, because, uh, of course, we're millennials, too, uh, how we're responsible for shitty restaurants like Applebee's uh, sales declining but then also we spend more money as millennials uh, we're not saving money because we spend so much money going out uh, going to restaurants and eating out eating avocado toast or something avocado toast I've never had avocado toast I like avocado I it's, it's I've avocado on toast. sandwiches before, I guess. Yeah, avocado on sandwiches like, is... Yeah, I was, I was with my friend <laughs> um, one day, and he, he ordered avocado toast because he had never had it. He just looked at me, and he's like, yeah, this is um $12 guacamole on bread. So that was how he, <laughs> that was how he um, described it. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so- Isn't it funny that, like millennials get bagged on because like we don't have savings we don't have whatever and i'm like that same breath they're like oh my god chain restaurants are going out of business how come millennials aren't going out to eat i'm like well it's because we all make thirty two thousand dollars a year and have like a zillion dollars of student loan debts and housing prices are going out of control and everything that's happening and it's this it's to me this very real lack of empathy and i, I talk about a lot in my podcast that like a lot of people and by a lot of people i mean which white guys who are my main target of my ire. Um, you, keep say, you keep saying this phrase, rich white guys. Rich white guys. Rich you white think guys. they were running the country or something. You, you <laughs> yeah. think that something that, that was yeah, happening. I was, and, yeah. I was just at my folks' place. They live in uh, Wisconsin near like Geneva, and they live on a golf course, and it's just like rich white guys for days. <laughs> And even my dad, who is a rich white guy, was like, I can't tell him apart anymore. Like, I see somebody from a distance and I'm doing that guy. I don't know. It's a kind of overweight white guy in a hat. I don't know. Um, Anyway, um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, so, like, our parents, presumably, not necessarily our personal parents, but as an generation, graduated college with little to no debt, had excellent jobs waiting for them on the other side, had com- company loyalty companies that would nurture them and pay them fair wages and give them pensions. Holy shit! Who ever yeah, have I, a pension anymore? Would take care of them. Yeah. I have a I have a friend who who left my my day job. She left uh, our day job today, and she said she's not she can't come back. She works she's worked there for I think a couple decades, and she can't go back to that job because now the job that I have requires a college degree, and she doesn't have a college degree. <laughs> and and, so, and, yeah. and my parents. Uh, I, can, I know my, both my parents are now retired like within the last year or two, 
um, but they didn't have a college degree. And they, my, my mom at least worked for the same company for, for like 35, uh, 40 years. My dad kind of bounced around same with a my little, dad, though, but he like, worked at least yeah. a good solid yeah. 20 years at one company. And that's, um, I mean, I, I've been at my current job for five years now and that feels like forever. And I'm desperately looking to do something else. Uh, so I mean, he knows something that's hiring. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's really different than what they were used to. And then putting those expectations, I'm like, you know, can't you, can't you just go get the job that pays all the money and, you know, stop. Oh stop yeah. Or, oh my God. Millennials aren't buying houses. Like, no, no, of course they're not buying houses. Like, what are you, what are you even talking about? And like, I'm a homeowner and I'm extraordinarily lucky to be so like my, it was because it was something that was important to my husband and I, but I, but also like one of our toilets is fucked up and it's just going to be fucked up for a little while because we can't afford to get a plumber in here to fix it. Like yeah. there's gives and you know, there, there's goods and bads about, about being a homeowner and like, and I also think people were scared out. Like I have a, my sister-in-law bought a house in like 2006 or something like that. And it was still the time where like, okay, I have a steady job. I'm in my mid to late twenties. I guess I'll buy a house. And then the downturn happened and the house was worthless. It was in a, a suburb that was going to like be the next big Naperville, Illinois or whatever, like the next big place. And then 2008 happened and everything just stopped. So she was stuck with this like worthless garbage apartment, you know, condo that mm-hmm. fucked her for till now. Like she's still dealing with the repercussions of that. And like, we see that and we're not idiots. Like, yes, paying rent sucks in a lot of ways because you're never going to see that money again. But also, if something happens, this I could be underwater in this house so easily. Mm-hmm. So easily. Yeah, I just it bought just... a house. <laughs> As you're saying how uh, uh, houses are expensive, I, just, I bought a house in the fall. I could not have done it without my parents uh, significantly helping me. So I am privileged. Uh, I got everything going for me, white, straight, male, uh, parents very supportive parents um so i have i have to own any mistake i make and this is the partially partially like legitimately source of my anxiety is any mistake i anything that goes wrong in my life is solely on me because i have everything going for me um but but yeah that's that's terrifying to me and 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 i i hate the the idea of anything breaking like even when i first moved in we had to replace a bunch of pipes because something was leaking Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's just Home ownership is a scam. Uh, can can we can we go into you, this? I, this, we... Is, this is this is like <laughs> this, this is his thing. Is so, that home ownership? Home is ownership just... is a scam, and I'm tired of those damn neighbor kids coming into my yard, walking through my yard. You've become the guy that's like, Get oh my god, I didn't know you're a curmudgeon. Congratulations. Oh he's my a, gosh, he's a curmudgeon. He is the guy. Those damn kids with the rock and roll. Can I tell the story about my bushes? Tell the story about your bushes. Sure. Oh my God. So this is really. So I have. I don't. I don't know what they are. Uh, one of them is some sort of berry bush. Uh, some of them. One of them, one is. It's just a weed that I think somebody goes. Well, this looks like it's supposed to be there, but it's. It's absolutely a weed of some kind. It's. It's not very good looking, mm-hmm. uh, but it's there, and I'm too lazy to pull it out because it's about 20 feet tall. Uh, both of these things, and so I cut down all these. Is it branches. a tree? There's... Are you confusing it with a tree? It's, it's, like it's a, tree. a bush. You have no idea a, about botany or any sort of. It's a bush. Of... Okay. All right. It's a bush. I, I I will post He's pictures not a of this. It's a bush of some kind yeah. because it's got okay. multiple shoots coming out of the ground all in the same place. It's not it doesn't have a trunk. Uh, but at any rate, I I'm trimming all this down because mowing the grass is awful and mowing around it's awful. So I said I'm just going to cut this all down. I have a 
five to six foot tall pile that's maybe four feet deep. I put it in my backyard in this area, like this break in the tree line, whatever, where kids always walk through. The very next day, it's almost entirely gone. Not just moved, like just gone. Like somebody backed up a truck, loaded it up, and took it all away. This is just is that good or bad? That's bad because I don't I don't know who's who's doing this and and what happens. What happened to all the? That was a lot of of, of branches. And it was stuff. just the the branch ninja came in at night was, and just in the suburbs of Indianapolis just. Rolling around looking for branches. And, the the other lesson you know. here is I should I should write books because that was a great story. That was a terrible story. <laughs> no, I was riveted for one. <laughs> I mean, I, this you know this this story is. I could, I could also tell the story of the kid who walked through my backyard. And you yelled at them. Car- no, That's carrying it. carrying a rifle and oh. three <gasps> three more rifles in his backpack. Hashtag America. And yeah. as oh, no. he's walking, yeah, yeah, as he's walking through, yeah. I'm you standing in my deck. living room saying. Hey kids, um, get away! I'm doing a live video on Facebook now in case he decides that he wants to come into my house. Uh, and I forgot about that. I did. I did forget about the guns. It um, was. It was that happened. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. This is, you this forgot is about the guns? That's I, kind of the exclamation point of the story. Well, I, you we know, okay. Let's Indiana. let's be honest. I forgot about the story. Full stop. And then <laughs> then I forgot about the guns. But I am in Indiana and. So I, I'm from, Jessica, I live in, right outside of D.C. And okay. Indiana's a little different, it seems like. Because mm-hmm. I was driving uh, yesterday, and I drove by a dentist office. Like, dentist office. And it had a sign outside. Oh, and that, the, yeah. The dentist, that, I know. That's office, on 135. Yeah. The dentist office was saying God stuff. Yeah. On yeah. The sign. Yeah. And I was thinking, where, oh, where, where the fuck am I? But then, let's connect it to the fact that, supposedly, I mean, we, we live in a Christian nation, right? We worship God. That's what I call a segue there because we're yeah. going to talk about Trump's tweet because we, I, did, I did such segue. this is this is why you I did do such this a great me. setup to to yeah. get us out of it and tell my terrible story. Yeah, so we, this is why we're professionals. Um, yeah, 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 I can but but so Don, Donald Trump though he we worship we don't worship government. Uh-huh. No, we don't. But we worship God. This is, but this no, is, we don't. So, this is a tweet from him uh, two yeah. days ago. Yeah. And it's all in caps. I have it pulled up here. It's all it's in all caps. caps. <laughs> yeah. We've been staring at it for the last you. 10 minutes here. <laughs> I, am, caps lock. I have a horrible habit of focusing on the wrong thing. Um, so for me, like, <laughs> the thing that's really fucking annoying is that it's in all caps. Um, so it says, in America, we don't worship government, hyphen, we worship God, exclamation point. And then there's like a... Camera the camera emoji? camera emoji. I appreciate his emoji use, though. I I love emojis. Um, uh, ironically, so, we we don't want to talk about emojis or, or how that the council I mean, of emojis made new emojis. Okay. No, no. We're <laughs> so here's the thing: is like on its face, none of that makes sense. Like nobody no. is posing yeah. is like positing that we worship government. So like on its face, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Which again annoys me and so for me like this kind of rhetoric from from political figures i i it sh- as an atheist it should make me more angry than it does that he's like we worship god They're like no we don't all worship god asshole like a no b you shouldn't say shit like that c do you mean like all gods do you mean allah or are we just yeah. focused on on the bearded one so yeah, it's all fucking garbage. But like the the, the white bearded one, the white bearded, white bearded one. Bearded yeah. one. Sorry, Ugh. <laughs> excuse a... me. That's the we worship any brown people. Oh, no, no, no. Horror. It's just it's just the white bearded guy. Yeah, so that's what he's talking about. And I don't know. Like 
to what like this is grandstanding at its finest like this is empty rhetoric that means absolutely nothing it's a meaningless statement that feels impactful because it's in all caps i guess <laughs> i guess somebody told him just hit the caps lock and it and it everyone takes the you world. seriously it's, that's it yeah Have well you- i i heard and i don't know the validity of this that he doesn't see this is getting speculative and i and i shouldn't be doing that but i i've heard that he doesn't necessarily he he will have other he will dictate his tre- tweets tweet tweets whew, to other people and actually have them write it so i can see somebody else sitting down uh because i can't really? see i can't see trump using instagram and, and this is an instagram video that he linked to uh but i can't see trump going through like <laughs> or maybe yeah. you can with this with his tiny little hands uh, scrolling through pages and pages right, of emojis so that everything doesn't really everything is so <laughs> jive with what i know about him was, was I know, all... I, it... yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say more of the same like it's just grandstanding and it's just like giving people what they want to hear even though it's fucking meaningless like that i mean i think that's a big issue that i have with like this sort of christian rhetoric that tends to surround government and and our leaders is it's all empty sort of garbage like it doesn't mm-hmm mean anything but it sounds nice and it sounds good on its face so they're fine with that or they like the way the person sounds like i don't know if you've ever been to like church or something like that but like it's easy to get swept up in that kind of thing when you hear the rhetoric when you hear but like we were yeah we were we both grew up catholic so i was i was even an altar boy for i was an altar girl i was an altar girl yeah see i did the thing my dog is trying to get in the room. Um, I see. I, my family was Catholic growing up, um, and I do find Catholicism, like Catholic Church, to be some of the least compelling stuff I've ever, <laughs> I've ever, ever witnessed. Yeah. But like, you know, you'd see sermons and whatever. It's it's meaningful. But and I, and I've kind of talked about this before. When you grow up being spoken, like going to church every Sunday, right? So what you have is generally a man, not always who stands in front of you once a week for an hour and says really nice sounding things and speaks well and is compelling and interesting to listen to, but ultimately sort of ties it back to like, so that's why you have to have faith or something like that. Like nothing concrete, like nothing's (laughs) in the center of it. Like it's like a Tootsie Pop with nothing in the middle. It's just sort of like air. Um, so disappointing, yeah. Well, yeah. Tootsie Pops in general are disappointing, though. We, okay, we can talk about that later. Cause I was say that's a topic of another, another podcast, I know. Last week. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> um, but um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, so, so, there's not, so there's no, like, there's nothing to grab onto in the middle, but you feel good when you leave and you sort of are uplifted. And so I think that sort of trains you as a person to allow yourself to be swept up by emotion and this person's a compelling talker and they're hitting buzzwords that I really like as opposed to like say a Hillary Clinton who personally I found her to be a compelling speaker I I really liked Hillary like Hillary a lot but like in the debates she would they would ask her a question she said okay you asked me how am I gonna help how am I gonna fix Obamacare and she would literally say one this two this three this and for me I'm like cool you laid out concrete plans and you said the things that you're planning on doing and then Trump says words that are probably English. Probably. Probably a sentence, maybe. Probably, sort of. I think sentence is very generous of you. Yeah, that, that is, that's, that's maybe a nice. Have you, you ever read... Words a, together. Have you ever read a transcript 
of like when he's yeah. just speaking Ooh, it's off bad. the cuff. It's, it's he doesn't say complete sentences. No, but no. like if you're not tuned into like trying to get to like the meat of something, mm-hmm. and you're just willing to like get swept away with a feeling, then that sounds like real shit. And I don't know how I got on this particular tangent, but that's how I feel about that. Oh, oh, it's because... So he sends out this tweet that says, we don't worship government, we worship God. It's a fucking meaningless statement. Nothing... Nobody nobody would it's, say we worship government. Yeah, it's, nobody, not, it's not even wrong. Yeah. It's but, not even a straw man. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. some words just nonsense. That, like, he used worship twice. Like, cool, dude. Um, and But when people see this and they're like, ugh finally like somebody saying something <laughs> like no no he's saying garbage and you're being swept up in it it's it just makes me so fucking mad i just uh, you guys say thing now i'm gonna this, go to my quiet all, place but like was this all the same day as when he yeah. was talking about the trans mm-hmm. men and women in the military yeah this like, thing this was a dumpster under fire my day ra- yes this thing flew under my radar because i didn't get a push alert about this particular thing and that's where i got most of my news um but yeah, it all happened in the same... Oh, wait, was... Tra- this was Mon... Wait, I have it in front of me. Why can't I see it? It's... All the days are the 26. same, it feels, anymore. It's... Yeah, you wake it's up the 26th. And... Two, two days, days ago. Anyway. Yeah, two days two ago. Days ago. So, yeah, because I think so, yeah, I was clear when all this was happening. Like, I was in Indiana already, so I feel like this was all Wednesday, maybe? That all... Like, that he just was on this tweet storm of ridiculousness. And... Yeah, because I feel like I was extra shocked that the God tweet happened because all of those other tweets had happened in the morning. And I don't know, it, it just, I have the moments of disbelief that this is the person that's, I, do I say in charge of things? I don't know. He's just the person well, there. And he has else, he's the figurehead. He's the figurehead, yes. So this is what, and this is what the world sees too when they look it up. Honestly, I that is sort of my big takeaway from for all of this is that America, uh, we love to think of ourselves as these global leaders and <laughs> charging forward. And I think that, however transparently put on that was, which I, I think it's been a long time since anybody looked to America for actual good sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those days are behind us. That we that we can even that we can even posture like we're some sort of leaders. I and and it's not. I mean, it is Trump. It's a lot of Trump. It's Trump all day. But <laughs> Trump for days. <laughs> Trump for days. Um, but it's also things oh, like God. like healthcare or like women's issues that we're still grappling with, which is which is befuddling. It's befuddling. It's we're still not sure if every person has the right to go see a doctor if they're sick. Like that's mm-hmm. still like a moral quandary that our, that our government is grappling with. And I'm, I'm baffled by it. And I assume the rest of the world is too, because when you have your say, let's say Canada, cause they're pretty close to us. Mm-hmm. When you have your Canada's who have had universal health care for a minute and somehow still are like functioning as a country and people can afford to live. They're not being taxed out of existence. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, clear. hey, they found a model that works. Can we just, like, look at their paper and see, like, cheat off them a little bit? Because they clearly have some things going down. But, like, and so when you say things like that and and the fact that we don't have maternity leave or the fact, like, any of this shit, 
how, how, on what grounds, I guess, are we pretending that we're this world leader? Like, because we have yeah. a super big military? Like, yeah. in 10 years, like, <laughs> we're, we're, the, not we're the best. The Come fight anymore. us. <laughs> it, it's fucking weird. And, and, and to, be fr- to be honest, like, I don't give a shit if America is like a world. Like, I don't care. Like, what the fuck do I care? It doesn't mean anything. It's just like these blowhard guys who need to, like, say they're number one because they're like. <laughs> This toxic masculinity of if I'm not number one, I'm nothing, and everybody has to lose for me to win. And and that's honestly a problem. Sorry, I'm rambling. But that's a big problem with Trump is that people said, oh, he's going to run the United States like a business. And that's what we need. We need a business guy. Not here, like, businesses turn profits. A country isn't supposed to turn a profit. Like, it's supposed to be balanced, but it is supposed to be taking care of its people. Like, what, like how did anybody... It's another one of those things that, like, it sounds good on its face, right? Like, we're going to run this place like a business. He's a businessman. He's going to business it. And when you look at what it means to run a, let's say, even, like, a nonprofit business versus a conglomerate that, like, slaps its name on buildings all over the world and makes me want to fucking kill myself every time <laughs> I drive down a whacker, um, I, it's not the same. It, it doesn't line up. And, and also, the guy can't run a business, so, like... That's dead in its tracks. So there, there's that to start. It's like we let's let's run it like a business, um, but by a person who can't run a business, right? And who can't even you know sort of speak coherent sentences. Yeah. But you would think what what I used to do for for work. I was um I was a principal at a small school, but I was also because it was small, I was in charge of pretty much everything, including you know the 15 people that work there on staff. And one of the most important things, if not the most important things, was making sure that all of the people that worked there and then the families that we served, that they were happy and their needs were met. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, you know, that's on such a, such a small scale. But if you're the person in charge or the people in charge of, of anything, I mean, you have to be thinking about just the other people involved and all mm-hmm. of it. And I feel like right now we like, I think, I think there's a large body of evidence to suggest that they don't think no. about others. And that's maybe like, like you, I equate rich white guy to conservative, conservative, conservatism, conservatism, yeah. Conser- yeah, conservationism. Right. Whoa. What? Nope. Not the same. <laughs> no, 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 not this, definitely not the same there. But yeah. And, and so that kind of gets us into a, a topic I'm trying to get away from. From, from Trump again. Um, something it's like that, a black that, hole. You just suck it yeah, Right? I, mean, I know. Back into that I know. That, that's, yeah. that's what, in, See, science. Uh, I know science things. I said a science <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> but, I don't know. I don't know why that hit me as, as so funny. Like, I, can, I, I know. That's, I, can, I know what show I'm science. on. Science. <laughs> um, Do you know how enthusiastic so, I was? <laughs> All right, can okay, we just go, like we can cut that clip and just throw it over that. <laughs> okay, see other things. Uh, but okay, get together, Broadman. Uh, so, a question Natalie wrote here, I guess, in her own words: uh, what, Why do people lose their shit over talking about feminism? Because yeah, because you are... Cal, Cal kind of put that on the on the post um, <laughs> on Facebook, and but that was kind of what I took away from it: is people get so heated talking about feminism and it just i mean why the fuck um i i god i wish i knew um 
But what I do think it sort of comes down to is to support feminist ideals, you have to first accept the fact that there is a power dynamic in this country and in the world, most of the world, there are matriarch matriarchies? Matriarchies? Matriarchies. Matriarchies. Anyway. Either one. I stroked out again. Um, <laughs> but th that there is a, we live in a patriarchal society, right? Like, the world is meant, is catered to men and women are being kind of shoved in there because because turns out we have brains and want to do shit too like um and i think that step for many men and many women is hard to accept especially when you're raised uh and it, and it doesn't always come back to to religion but there are many religions that are very specific when they preach that the man's the head of, head of the household and the woman mm, is yeah the whatever or like only men can be preachers yes yeah i mean little things yeah. like that or like that there's like jesus and then the husband and then the wife or something i haven't gone to church a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there's there's some weird there's some weird relationship stuff with yeah. jesus and the man and the woman like, we had yeah we had this is a callback to a few weeks ago uh because we always have a segment of why we love the internet which is kind of a shit posty type <laughs> segment where it's <laughs> yeah. just the stupid thing we saw or the stupid subreddit or the stupid Facebook page. Yeah. I would say stupid in a loving manner. Yes. Um, yeah. But one of them, one of them a few weeks ago was this couple's legitimate engagement photos where they had somebody dressed up as Jesus with them standing in between them every time oh, he was. No. He was just like, it was all Jesus was in their business and it was just the best. It was the best thing. But, but yes, that is, that's part of the, the belief system of some people that it is not, it's, it's a, there's a woman, but she marries a man. But then there's also this other sky dude that's just over everything too. Just hanging so, out. Just hanging out. Just, just seeing how things just are going. Yeah. Just, just in between <laughs> everything. But yeah, it, there, there's this belief structure that lends itself to, you know, the hierarchy of yeah. men and women. And, and there's also this element, and I see it a lot of, from uh th this i hear a lot from women mostly is that like men and women have different places and just because men are ceos and x and y and z and women but women also have like the immense privilege of birthing children or whatever um and and if you are if you happen to be a woman who sincerely loves being a mom and being a homemaker and cooking and all of that and and I grant you, there are many people who find that immensely satisfying. Like right now, mm -hmm. I'm out of work and like I cook elaborate dinners for my husband every night. And I'm right now really enjoying it. Like I get yeah. the appeal of like you have your little domain and you take care of your kids and whatever. And if you find that sincerely enjoyable, it's hard for somebody, it's hard to, I guess, um, relate to somebody who's like, no, fuck that. I want to do a job i want to be out of the office i want to be intellectually challenged by work as opposed to being at home and i think women find that threatening because i think women hear that and 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 i grant you there's women on the feminist side who don't do a great job of saying hey if this is what makes you happy feminism is all about the choice that you get to make not mm -hmm. the choice that's foisted upon you so i i see how there's that sort of 
disconnect there. But it's really threatening to be like, what, I'm sorry, is my, this life that makes me so happy, is that not good enough for you? Like, why do I have to want more or different than this? And so I get that. And so I think those are the, sort of the speed bumps. But like to acknowledge one's privilege is really hard. It is really hard. And and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt as much as I can in that regard because it's extraordinarily difficult to, like like you were saying, Dan, like you have all these things going for you and that doesn't mean you don't have... And I think this is the other thing I, I, I try to make very clear. Just because you're a white, say you're a white, upper middle class, fairly wealthy, straight dude with, you know, with a lot of shit, that doesn't mean you don't have problems. That does not mean you don't have problems. You have, you know, I might, everybody has a toilet that's fucked up that they're dealing with in their life, or they're, <laughs> they're in a fight with somebody. It's a metaphorical fucked up toilet. Like, roll with me on this one. Um, and I think people think that when you say you have privilege, and you turn around and say, well, my marriage is falling apart, or my kid hates me, or my toilet's broken, or whatever... Like, how fucking dare you say I have privilege? Look at all these problems I have. But what, what has to be clear is we have, like, women, people of color, LGBT people, we all have those problems too. And also, we're fighting an uphill battle of double standards, of trying to of trying to fit into this, like, traditionally masculine society, of being responsible, not so say I work full-time, most women, even those who work full-time, I think like 70% of housework, childcare, all that stuff is, is still taken care of by women, even when they work full-time. So it is, what it comes down to, I think, is listening and taking a step back and saying, it's not about, it's not about Jessica and Dan and Natalie, it's about these bigger trends that, like, do... Unless you really think women are inherently less smart or less ambitious or less talented or worse leaders or worse public speakers, unless you really believe that, which I think people do, then can't we look at the fact that we've never had a female president and say, well, really, in 200 and whatever years, not a single woman has been qualified? Not a single woman? Really? Nobody? Really? Nobody? At all? Like... And so, but again, and, and so to come back to your question that you asked me 35 minutes ago, that's the reason that people get their hackles off about feminism is because it is women saying to men, hey, we're kind of being fucked. Can you help us out? And people don't want to do that. And people don't want to acknowledge that there's a problem because it's much, much easier not to acknowledge that there's a problem. I, I will tell you this. When I don't leave my basement and I watch, like, five episodes of Game of Thrones and do, like, four cross-stitches, I'm much happier than when I'm watching, like, Donald Trump be an asshole. But, like, that doesn't mean the basement is my real reality. There's still a world that's happening around me that I have to, like, come up for air once in a while. Um, so that is my diatribe on feminism, I guess. <laughs> but, I, I think, but I think it's important, though, that, like, you know, you're saying that we... that we all acknowledge that this is that this exists in the world mm -hmm. and and have conversations about it because mm -hmm. it's not something you know to just ignore it exists yeah. and it even if it makes people uncomfortable it it exists and it is deserving of conversation because i mean we can't just pretend like well, we're, we're just all equal right now and no no 
Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be introspective and say, okay, am I treating this person differently because they are a person of color or an immigrant or a woman or whatever? Because it's really fucking hard to like say, oh, I kind of acted weird toward that person. Is it maybe because of this? Because that means I have to admit that I have racial bias or whatever. Or right, and that sucks. Like nobody wants to do that. Like nobody. Right, likes that. that's another that's another source of anxiety for, for like legitimate. Yeah. Because I is I, I I catch myself. I mean, I can't stop reflecting on things that I've done or said mm-hmm. or the things that have happened. Uh, and absolutely have said what or even play the game with myself. What if this person? What if that was a male? What if that was mm-hmm. a female? What if that was a you know, whoever, whatever ethnicity or or gender or anything. Um, And, and that's, that's hard to do. But I, like, like you said, I pretty quickly, especially when I started first getting into social work, realized I am, I am way fucking privileged. Mm -hmm. And I, I I had no idea just reality. So I think part of it also is these people that are, uh, in these little bubbles and they insulate them themselves from anything else or they never leave their, um, just thinking of lo- more locally here, they never leave their tiny little town in Indiana mm-hmm. and to, to see anybody that, you know, maybe a person of color or may, may, and of course people, uh, transgender people exist everywhere. And just a lot of them, especially in those smaller communities can't be open or honest, uh, about leave the small towns. Right. Exactly. And so they haven't encountered that. And, and then even and the, even the, the person who is transgender, uh, gay, bi, you know, what, whatever, uh, you know, they, 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 they haven't encountered that either. So they don't feel as confident in, in coming mm-hmm. out as that or in to maybe even go a bit more broader and kind of call back to with uh, when we had Kelly Wright on a few weeks ago, um, you know, or even if you're non-religious and you're in a small community like that, you don't know how many other people out there mm-hmm. are just like you. You don't have that. And I think that's something where we're kind of running into uh, a time where those things are all clashing together now on social media, on Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, wherever. And we have these people who want to just be left the hell alone and want to think what they think and don't want to be challenged. But then you have all these other people realizing, Oh, this is more common than, you know, trans people do exist you know other it's okay uh you know to question your gender question your sexuality and and things like that and i think i think that's part of what's been happening a lot uh in in why you get such a a violent type uh reaction at least to whenever you talk about people having privilege and and things like that so that's Mm -hmm. my well and it's also hard to uh get to the root of opinions and make people sort of think. And the example I'm going to use is the Ghostbusters movie that came out last year, because (laughs) I still am having to have conversations with people. Like I still get tweets of like, why do you like that movie? It's objectively bad. Um, Or so I'll use that or like Hillary Clinton when she speaks, when people say things like, I just don't like, I don't know what it is. I just, just don't like how she, I don't like how she sounds or yeah, so you are those things like you can see. Like, I can, I can, I can be very specific about Clinton whenever she talks. I don't like the way she. She's obviously she's not of a younger generation, but she tries to use the lingo, but she doesn't use it correctly, or she says something that she thinks is uh, a sick burn. Like whenever she said "trumped up, trickle down," or whatever it was during the debate, it's like that's not you. You think you're 
you think that sounds funny, it's, uh, but it's more of a, it just makes me groan. So you're just being ageist against Hillary. I can be, is, is that, is that what I'm doing right now? Is that my level of, just, of privilege? I'm just here? fucking with you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to be told why I'm wrong or no. saying stupid no, things. No, but, but I, no, you, but you can, you can not like Hillary Clinton. Like, that's. I, I, well, I didn't say I didn't. I just don't like the way she talks sometimes. Or I shouldn't say the way she talks. I should say how what she see. I have to walk you're, this you're back. Just, you're right? just like how I'm, I'm, I'm in a hole now, and I don't know how to get out of it. But yeah, but you, but it's the same conversations though. It's Ghostbusters. It's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. It's like it's Wonder Woman. It's the same. Yeah. Wonder, when yeah. you say there was just something I didn't like about it, and yeah, you can if you have a specific thing. I don't like that she like tries to be clever when she isn't a terribly <laughs> funny person. Like she isn't a very funny yeah. person. I think she yeah. To, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, that doesn't feel, gen, it doesn't, it's not coming from a place of genuineness to me. And I think that's part but of what, what when, made Obama such a good speaker is that you felt like it was genuine. Yeah, but Obama is a once-in-a-lifetime speaker. Yeah. Right. I think, <laughs> I think to hold people to Obama's level of public speaking oh, I, is we can't. impossible. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. he was a genuinely, like, once-in-a-lifetime kind of person that came around. <clears throat> but like, did you did you feel the same way about like, did you feel Bernie Sanders was a super genuine person? Did you have the same? Just and I'm not trying to like pin you on anything. I'm just I'm just curious if no, I I always thought I never thought Bernie actually had a chance, and so I always just kind of looked at him as the the kooky old old dude who's trying to get younger voters excited and just get them out there. But he, he I I don't think he ever. I mean, the way I from somebody who has no professional experience or really any knowledge of politics. I, I don't feel like he ever thought he was when I also felt like Pence <laughs> was, was doing, doing running just to set himself up uh, to, to run again in four years as, as president after Hillary won. Um, but I, Bernie just felt just very delusional with some of the things that he was, he was saying to me. And so I, I, I think I was, I, cause I, I don't, I didn't really have a problem with anything Hillary said. I was, I voted for Hillary and, mm-hmm. and supported her and, and uh, owned that uh, publicly on my, my page. Uh, but yeah, Bernie, I, I just, I just never took seriously, I guess. Yeah. His hair didn't help but, either. <laughs> well, I mean, God, that's another thing, right? Like <laughs> Bernie Sanders, his, his suits never fit. His hair was always like a mask. <laughs> he was just like this crazy old professor dude. And yeah. like, and I'm trying to imagine a woman who came out with like her hair all messed. Oh God! Oh yeah! Hair. No. And, no, they're and like saying all of this like way left socialist stuff, which which I don't disagree with. Like I'm I was on board with a lot of what Bernie had to say. I didn't think he necessarily had a concrete plan to back up what he wanted to do, yeah. which is my main yeah. concern. Um, yeah. But like the fact that this like kooky old guy from Vermont like was in it to win it like arguably was like could have been the democratic nominee and a woman coming out with like unkempt hair and like spouting and doing this gesture that he kept doing like during the debates oh my God. like I that, st- that, that would never do. happen that, still- that never it, there could there right now would not be able to be a female like a woman bernie sanders no. She wouldn't. She wouldn't be able to exist in that sphere. No, we, we're getting outside of my comfort zone here because I don't know a whole lot of political history. But has there has there ever been a female uh, member of Congress that that was even kind of similar similar to that? 
I can't so pretend I can't. to. See, I, I can't. I and can't I, I can't. I can't even pretend to know yeah. the, like what the answer to that would be. But I would. But I would guess my speculation would be if there was or if there is or will be. Oh, we could. That person would be like subject to a certain level of scrutiny that on on things that don't actually matter, but that perhaps a a man would not be subject to the same scrutiny over. Yeah, I can imagine how people would respond to that. It wouldn't be in any positive light. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, it, but it's hard. And I've ch- kind of challenged some people to say it was like, it's okay if you didn't like Ghostbusters or didn't like Harry, but like really take a step back and ask yourself, like, were you as mad about the Independence Day reboot as you were about the Ghostbusters reboot? Or like, and they're not gonna, like, it's very infrequent that anybody actually considers that point because it's like nobody wants to think that they're sexist or racist or biased in any way but we all are like we all have you uh do either of you listen to invisibilia it's like an npr uh podcast i have not it's all about just sort of psychology and stuff like this but there's a really uh compelling episode about a white man who he and his wife adopted a black girl so he was very cognizant of like be careful, people might treat you differently, yada, yada, yada. And then he had this incident one day that he saw a black man walking down the street toward a white woman, and he said, I just had this moment, like, I'm just going to keep an eye on this just to make sure it's okay. And then the guy got to the bus stop, he's like, oh, he's just a fucking dude waiting for the bus, and, like, just spiraled because he realized he has the exact same biases that so many of us have, and he is the one telling his black daughter, like, people are going to treat you differently because of what you look like. And then to have to look at himself in the mirror and say, yeah, we are like, we're all doing that. Um, it was extraordinarily compelling and, and it, hard. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I absolutely have, have that thought. Like I, I have been, I don't, I don't, I was not raised that way. I, so I don't, I can't blame it on my parents. Damn it. <laughs> but I, I, I absolutely know. I know that feeling exactly because I, had situations like that where I go, I'm nervous right now, or I'm driving and I see somebody walking by and I go, I need to lock my doors mm-hmm. uh, to my car and, and just in case they come over. And then I have to challenge myself. Why the fuck do you think that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, yeah. is what, why this person in particular and not the next person. And then mm-hmm. I go, Holy shit. I don't like myself <laughs> right now. That's, that's, that's bad. So, and, and I think that, I think another part of, of that is people like you and me, Natalie, we think about those things. We think about the thought process mm-hmm. <laughs> behind things and, and the why of things and not so much the what uh, of things. And I think most people don't necessarily, and this could, we could apply this even to, to Trump and, and whoever I, they don't, they don't think on that level. They, they just think the one thing they're comfortable with that. They don't mm-hmm. want to challenge that. And they just want to watch Game of Thrones, and so they, you know, they they go off or or, or football or whatever, yeah. uh, and then they, they go do that. So they just they just don't they don't think about that. They don't have that conversation. And I, I mean, I guess if we can figure out a way to get people to, to think like that, I mean, we win skepticism, and, and, and then that's it. But it but it is it's <laughs> about it. being it's, right. yeah, it's about being open first of all to conversations with other people mm-hmm. and to welcoming in ideas that challenge you know our preconceived notions but then it's also about being able to reflect kind of take the time with yourself too to so it's not just having conversations with other people but it's also being like i guess having yeah the ability to be self-reflective and all of that and and i don't know it's we do kind of live in this time where it does feel very 
explosive and dumpster fiery out there. <laughs> and so it's a, it's figuring out how to navigate being the best human possible to other people while still making sure that we take care of ourselves mm -hmm. too. And that's, that's just be nice to people. Be nice be nice to people and and be good to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes challenging on both on both counts, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but just it, don't be a It is and it's I mean there's also the question of like when you say be nice to people, what does that mean to you? Because I will tell you right now, <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people, to be nice to somebody else means you're gay and I need to fix you and that's the best thing I can do for you. Yeah. So, like, even that, right. which is, sounds so easy in its face, is like, don't, like, don't be an asshole is, like, basically my life motto. I don't yeah. live up to it almost ever, but, like, it seems so easy, but at the same time, what are our goals? Like, what when we say be nice to somebody, to me, that... Like, can you be nice to somebody and also challenge your worldview? Like, yeah. people have a huge, a really hard time separating their their beliefs with their person. So if we, you know, we talked earlier about you don't challenge the person, you challenge the ideas or whatever. To some people, those two things are so intertwined that they mm -hmm. are one and the same. You can't separate a person from their belief in God because that's everything to them. And that's when it gets challenging to say like, hey, I understand you believe this with absolute sincerity and with like everything you have but, but. here's your thing <laughs> and as soon as you say but then like later i'll see on the flip side like i don't want to i'm not here for this so not here to have everything like their core beliefs taken away from them yeah and nor do i yeah. like i don't want to take anybody's core beliefs from that i think yeah. in most cases people who are religious are generally I don't want to say harmless, but like they're yeah. they're they're not out to like firebrand the world. I don't like if you want to go to church every single day and tithe fifty percent of your income, that's a thousand percent on you. But it's just the moment that you think what you believe because it's so important to you, it thereby is important to me personally and my country or my city, that's when I'm like, well, Okay, let's let, let's back it up a little bit, and like you can, you don't get to project that shit onto other people. Keeping the so. personal beliefs um, personal mm -hmm. and out of the public sphere in ways that it can impact other people and lives and all of that. And isn't it funny when people say talk about, especially it's like with gay marriage, like you can be gay, just don't like shove my face in it or whatever, like. What does that mean See, that, to you? That, well, yeah. and, that, and that's them thinking that you're not being nice to them as well. Right. You're you're making me listen to this, watch this, or see mm -hmm. see what you guys are doing. Now you're not being nice to me, so now I have to say something because I don't think you're being nice to me because I don't want to see no no men Two boys holding hands. Men. Oh, yeah. like yeah, it's it's a very dumb. It's hard. It's so fucking hard. <laughs> uh. But all of all of it is and these and these I know are the conversations that I mean I'm I know you have conversations all the time on your own podcast. We have conversations that could just last for hours mm -hmm. about how to how to talk to people, how to make positive change, how to do all of this. And it's I mean, obviously it's a slow burn. Um the world's on fire, but we are we like have to do I guess whatever we can to try to extinguish some of it. Yeah. And, and just have conversations about good ideas. And I think and, I think podcasts yeah. like yours and mine, I 
I hope are helpful because you live in India, which is a relatively, I don't know, what's India in terms of, it's, it's pretty liberal, isn't it? It's, um, I mean, I don't know the demographic breakdown and I think we have a conservative mayor right now, but even then it's, it's, I, I feel, uh, as a straight white male, uh, that it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a fairly liberal, especially, uh, well, if we can compare it to rural Southern Indiana, where I'm sure. more familiar, um, it's absolutely <laughs> left-leaning. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people who, so I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, which is, it's not even a super liberal, liberal place, but it's not the red state, Southern Indiana, mm-hmm. Southern Illinois. Thing. It, it, it's, <laughs> um, and so for me, I was, I always took it for granted that like, I sort of found my atheism as I guess I'll put it when I was a sophomore in college and never felt like scared about it or that I couldn't talk to people about it. Even people mm-hmm. who were religious, I never felt concerned about like, will there be blowback in my life on this? Um, and, and I don't know, you're, where are you from the DC area? I'm from Connecticut, um, moved to, to DC area after college, but again, never had any experience where I felt, felt any, any shame or any, mm-hmm. um, any real negative feelings about being who I am in all regards. Yeah. So I feel very fortunate to have had that. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people out there who don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. That stuff. Like my dad and I can yell about politics, but at the same, at the end of the day, like he's not going to disown me. Like he makes yeah. fun of me for my fe- feminism pretty frequently, but it's not like in a, we're going to cut you out of the family. So, yeah. and, and all that is to say that, um, I forget that I'm guilty as this as anybody. I forget that that's a lot, not a lot of people's circumstances. And so when I get emails from somebody who lives in the rural South or wherever, where it is like gods and guns all day long mm-hmm. and they, and I think that's kind of the beauty of the internet is that they can find communities that are, you know, share the same beliefs as them. And like, it keeps them from feeling, what I've heard is it makes me feel less alone to hear somebody else who has my same opinions. And cause man, I don't know if you've ever lived in a super conservative area, but I lived in Montana for a while and man, you have to like bite your tongue so frequently there because just at some point, like I, I'm not going to get into this right now. Um, and that's an exhausting feeling until your whole life like that must, must uh, be rough. So, um, you know, thanks for doing what you guys do and, and all so that kind of stuff. To bring our podcast to a close here, we, we went yeah. we went a bit long. So I, so <laughs> where, that, that's that's on me, my friends. No, no, this is good. But so where to bring this to a close? Where can people find you um, on the internet? Your work, uh, everything you do. Oh yeah. Um. So the best place to go would be friendlyatheistpodcast.com. It's got all of our backlog episodes. Our first um, year, two years was mostly uh, interviews. Since. Um, since late 2016, we've been doing more topical stuff. I don't know why. We just happened to be doing it around then. Stuff happened. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> um, so you can find me there. You can follow me um, on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, that is mostly me posting pictures of my dog, but she's cute. So, um, And then I've got an Etsy, <laughs> Etsy shop, um, Bitches Get Stitched Done. It's like weird cross stitches that are either very niche podcasts that I listen to or like general feminists. Most of them have swears. That's sort of my jam, but I awesome. create original stuff. So if anybody wants anything, please let me know. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us. Uh, come back again sometime. Talk to us. Yeah, no, this is a ton of fun. Thanks, guys. This week, the reason we love the internet is the Facebook page, Wholesome Memes. Wholesome Memes. I love Wholesome Memes because they're kind of the opposite of some of the other memes that I like. So, okay, so if, you, if you're scrolling through this page, there's just cute stuff. So there's one that's a Facebook, uh, obviously like a status update that says, 12 more days till I matter. Which and I matter is all one word, which you later find right, out is the I, name of I some thought, kind of festival. But so okay, I, th- I was gonna say I thought it was yeah. a uh, I thought it was an Apple product. Yeah, no. Kind. So there's a comment below it. It says you matter every second of every day, lovey. You don't have to wait 12 days. And then the person who made the status says, "Thank you, Aunt Something." But I matter is a huge music festival. I can't wait for. <laughs> but it's just it's fucking adorable. Like these are these are just now the memes that I think are are just real cute and i'm and i'm sorry they're wholesome af they they really we got to keep the lingo hip to what yeah the the children so then then there's one if you scroll down more and it has a lot of smiley faces drawn with a pen and it just says twenty nine thousand two hundred forty nine smiles is what it takes to drain a standard ballpoint pen it's just cute oh I, i realize i tagged buck in that one earlier today because it's just because see I I'm 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 trying not I'm trying to you know get off the nihilist memes a little bit because you know yeah ju- well. just as just as an alternate like yeah just something different right this is are these too wholesome for you I, I mean if that if that's your thing yeah, yeah. I'm not so here you know to to you're judge. not here to rain on my parade I'm really you're not judge me. It's it's again. This goes back to this is a callback to that time I said you should be genuine <laughs> to who you are. I'm really trying. I'm yeah. really trying. So yeah, and then there's there's one where it's like a woman and man in bed, and the ladies looking kind of judgmentally okay. Okay. like yeah. back towards the guy, yeah. and it says her that he's probably thinking about another woman, <laughs> and him. I'm really happy that my mom is healthy and alive. So, I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm and sorry. a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these are are ones because I mean, you see a meme and people will change it, and a lot some of these are mm-hmm. edited. Like that one's clearly edited because yeah. it has a tag NFL memes in it. So yes. you know, it's uh, it's edited. Um, I can't. Uh, you can't even find one that you like because they're I... they're just not. These, well, these are I not saw this on Reddit earlier today, and it's I, they they reposted it here. Uh, but it's uh, this guy in Canada puts out a sign that says, bring back my wheelbarrow. And then it shows uh, in a second panel, uh, he put out a sign. Thank you for bringing my wheelbarrow back or bringing back my wheelbarrow. So yeah. that's wholesome. And Okay. So, all right. Then I, I have I have one just that, to end Did that it. sound genuine? Did that... No. But it, so, I'll, so we'll just end it on this one that says, Mother's Day cards are lit this year in my fourth grade class. And there's a card written by a child that says, Dear Mom, I wouldn't be at your funeral. I would be tracking your killer. We ride together. We die together. Why? You are, what you is, are always but, mine. I love you. What so, is mom doing that 
that you think Ma, like the reason your mother is you going to die. You think Ma's going to get murdered. You think Ma's going to get murdered. I, I don't know. Don't know their life story, but. What has happened I, in that person's life? I don't know. But we're going to end it on that wholesome note because Ma's oh, no. living. I quite found a one life. that I do like. Okay. There's a uh, the guy that uh, it's a, the stock photo that almost everybody. If you've been on the internet, if you like the show, if you're the fans we know and love, you've seen this meme where the guy just kind of looks sad and has his hands up, kind of like, eh, "What you gonna do?" And everybody just says, "Guess I'll die." On it as the as the caption. Uh, it's a picture of that guy saying that three years ago yes. uh, he got a stock photo. A shot of him and it went viral as a meme on Facebook and he's uh, celebrating uh, that by wearing a shirt of uh, a cartoon drawing of the sock photo of him saying guess I'll die and he's of course doing the same pose yep. so so there's that that's, that's a very internet thing that's fantastic very and it looks like it's it yeah it appears that it was posted by the guy to his his wife's page and then some some dick somewhere or hero why not both uh, shared it with us because it looks like it was a friends only post. But anyway, the things I notice, the things you notice. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank the people who make yeah, this possible. So if you enjoy listening to us, you should throw money at us because we like money and that helps us keep things going. And if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash T S E podcast or click the link in the notes and you get access to early episodes, bonus content and uh, no commercials. So that uh, there's that, but uh, you know you could be cool and join the ranks of Trevor and Nathan and Alice and Cynthia and Michael and Lizzie in the lab and Magnus and Sev, Hannah and Felix and Chris and James and Michael and Michael and Sarah and Josue, and we would we would really appreciate that. Uh, you can also rate us five stars or or we'll say the appropriate amount of stars that you feel we deserve on various mm-hmm. apps, platforms, Apple, Stitcher, wherever uh, that helps us get boosted in the whatever searches thingamajobbers it gets us more listeners uh motivates us to keep doing this and also gives us feedback and we want your feedback but if you don't want to do that you can email us at podcast at a science enthusiast.com check out our full archives science enthusiast podcast.com message us on facebook uh and wherever the hell else we are uh but not my personal account because i'm been a naughty boy for talking about islam so i'm still banned (laughs) from posting or responding to messages on my personal account for three more weeks but message the page or email us uh did i miss anything i i think you got it so i'll i'll do a quote and then we'll do our usual wrap-up shit so this is my favorite author tom robbins saying There's no such thing as a weird human being. It's just that some people require more understanding than others. I like that. I like him. There's a... We'll leave that hanging out there. (laughs) Let's just just leave it. Can I I say... You've not had the life experiences I've had. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to say something that I think is cool about myself. Um, Ooh, say it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say it. So um, (laughs) for... (laughs) So I got to kind of live my like podcast interview goals yesterday because yeah, I got interviewed week. by I I did. I I had a good week and I'm really I feel you really fortunate. You were contractually obligated by not narrow and straight LLC to say that. <laughs> yes, but I um I got interviewed by Noah for Scathing Atheist about science moms. So last night that that is what I did with a little bit of my evening. And it will be in the episode, I guess, this week's episode of Scathing Atheist. 
Ooh. an interview about science moms. And I mean, Noah was fantastic. And I remember it popped up in my Facebook memories like a week ago that I had shared, you know, last summer, one of his diatribes on Facebook saying, oh, this is amazing. Like, you guys should listen to it. And it's really cool how much could happen over the course of time, mm -hmm. you know? And so to go from that to <laughs> like, like getting like what? we got invited to to go to Steak and Shake at two a.m. with Aaron Raw. Yeah, so like that, that so happened like, this weekend. So that that happened. So I think that <laughs> I think that for me, especially right now, having those moments of perspective where you realize like it's not all bad, and good stuff happens, and time passes, and you know, growth and change are are not necessarily bad things. So I don't know. It just, for me, was really cool. Yeah. So yeah listen to Skinny Atheist. Listen to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously you, yeah. you have to. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you if you like our show, you'll love theirs. But yeah, it's it's been, it's been weird. And a lot of uh, what I feel like we've been doing very well is kind of just faking it <laughs> and acting like we know what we're doing and that we've been there before when we're both terrified and generally don't want to talk to people if we're <laughs> if we're not uh, in our in our because it's a character so if we're not in character for the podcast or things like that uh and yeah no unfortunately this is this is me and what you get like <laughs> oh, all the time well, so i'm sorry it's world. it's a it's a yeah <laughs> i feel I, i'm in, in performance mode uh a lot of the times but uh to <laughs> And this is this is uh, uh, it's a little difficult to talk about, but I, I feel like it's, it's an, an important uh, something that happened today, uh, and I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail yeah. about it. But uh, we had a uh, friend uh, of uh, well, mostly my girlfriend's, but I I, I knew knew of her a little bit. Um, uh, take her own life today. And no real warning or or anything. So we're we've been kind of uh, uh, trying to sort that out and make sense of it. And there's uh, you know probably not a lot of sense that can be had in uh, something like that, especially when it's when it's so unexpected. But I guess we we joke around a lot about about things like that, about, uh, you know, life, uh, or maybe I just do life being meaningless and things like that, but it's, it's, it's about what you make out of it and what you put into it. And, you know, we never know what, uh, someone is, someone else is going through, what their experiences are. Um, so I guess, uh, just kind of what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, we need, we need, we need to be sure that we're taking mental health issues seriously. If you have mental health issues, uh, it's fucking hard to get help. I mean, I know it firsthand. Uh, my girlfriend knows it uh, firsthand. It's hard to get help for yourself. Uh, but reach out to somebody. Talk to somebody. If you, Even if you feel like someone is having a hard time with things, uh, reach out to them. Talk to them. Uh, you know, who cares if you're, if you're annoying them or if they're going to get mad at you. If you, can tell, if you know your friends and you know that they're having... Uh, not a good time with things, you know, bother them, let them know that you care and just be there for them however you can. Because I mean, this kind of, uh, at least goes to kind of show us that, you know, you, you never really do know what's going on in somebody's head, uh, no matter what. And that doesn't make, it doesn't make her weak. It doesn't make, 
them a bad person at all. Doesn't I don't think it makes them selfish at all uh, because there's there's a lot of different uh, factors, uh, you know, at least especially with uh, with uh, our, our friend. But just uh, just, uh, yeah, be nice to each other and help each other out. I think I think you said it all. And I I think that, yeah, on both counts, reach out when you when you need help. But also it's okay to be the person, you know, to give a fuck about somebody who's going through. And it's and it's yeah, and it's not easy. And I mean, because life is miserable suffering and then you die. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that probably care about you or somebody cares about you. Uh, and so you just got to, I don't know how to end this. <laughs> this is not genuine to well, my no, character, I, I th- is it? No, I, I think that, you know, reaching out and when you care about somebody too, in that regard, like just tell people you care about them when you have the opportunity. Like I was having this conversation with somebody earlier today where, you know, maybe maybe we would all be a little better off if we actually, you know, told people that we love them when we love them and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I'm a believer in that whole like, you know, silly Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other type of thing. <laughs> because really like we are all that, you know, we have in a sense is each other. And yeah. and I yeah. I think I'm not going to get emotional about this, but like we, you know, but have having friends and having people that, you know, have your back is one of the greatest things because sometimes, you know, like everybody goes through shit and we all have to be there for each other. So whether it's somebody that you have like right next door to you or somebody who you've never met, but know on the internet, find those people who are your people, keep them close and, and tell people that you love them. Because why not? You know, life's too short. And with using that same logic, if you hate somebody, you should, you know, send them uh, send them a, a box full of uh, cat feces. Just, right. just to let so them know. Let, just let them know that you really end, don't like them. Let's end on that. Yeah, good. <laughs> now you hang up the call. You hang up. No, you. You, you physically cannot. I have, I'm the one that has to hit. I, I can't. So I'm, I'm in, pur- I'm in purgatory at the end of every one of these recordings. It's like I could have something really important to do, which, God knows, I have nothing important to do ever when we're done with these things. But I mean, I, I want, I want to go read some Demon Haunted World and spend part of the evening with Carl Sagan. Um, but oh, I'm gonna go I can't play Grand Theft Auto because I'm a fucking 14 year old. Okay, I mean that, that works. And drink whiskey, so you know. We'll so balance, up to like seventeen year old. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, seventeen year old where you're like, mom and dad are out. I'm gonna play dad. my video game. <laughs> yeah. My dad would rather have me drink at home because at least he knows where I'm drinking at and where I'm gonna be. Oh my god, that that that's is such a good a- that, reason. To let and that's your, your drink that's at your home. your angry teen voice. How about that you just don't drink? drink? And if you drink, uh, anyway. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Alcohol is the devil. Everything's Satan. And everything's everything, not so. Everything. Everything. Alright. Good night. Again. Uh, something it's like that, a black that, hole that, you just suck it yeah, in. Right? I, mean, I know. Back into that I know. Topic. That's, that's, yeah. that's in, See, science. Uh, I know science things. I said a science <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Uh, <laughs>
I don't know. I don't know why that hit me as, as so funny. Like, I, can, I, I know. That's, I know what show I'm on. <laughs> Uh, Do you know how enthusiastic I was? We can cut that clip and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, see other things. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC. All rights reserved. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.